What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Caleb's Kung Fu Cinema. It is the month of April. This is episode 63. I'm Caleb, and that is my co-host, my lovely wife, Amber, as always. Hey, guys. Uh, Monterius could not be here today. He has had a, he's had a very busy week, so he uh, sends his regards. He will be here for the next, uh, the next one, though. We'll talk a little bit about that later. But yes, welcome back to episode 63. This is, um, uh, it's been a couple of... It's been more than a couple of weeks. It's been a month. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I'm still, I'm still trying to get used to, uh, still trying to get used to the, the monthly format that we're doing now. But uh, yeah, it's been a month, and uh, a lot of really exciting stuff has happened. Uh, today is uh, mine and Amber's fifth, uh, fifth wedding anniversary. So uh, yeah, it's been a, it's been a hell of a ride. We just got back from dinner. We had a, we had Mexican, which was really good. You know, some enchiladas and some quesadillas and some, some. Uh, tortilla chips and stuff like that but um but yeah we're back here to do this episode um that wasn't the only thing uh that that was going on today as of this recording uh it was announced today by uh, arrow video they are releasing a bruce lee box set um it's gonna have all of uh excuse me all of bruce lee's films obviously he's also gonna have game of death 2 aka tower of death and it's gonna have a couple of documentaries um, this is exciting though because there, um, excuse me, there are there there are apparently going to be a lot of new special features and a lot of missing footage. Like they they uh, they they have already mentioned that the big boss is going to have an extended Mandarin cut. Uh, there's also going to be some never before seen footage regarding Bruce Lee's original Game of Death footage. So this is really exciting for me at least. And. Whenever, whenever the rumors started going around that Arrow was releasing this Bruce Lee set, I didn't plan on getting it originally because every rumor I was hearing was that it was going to be a 4K set. But turns out there is a 4K set, but they're also doing it in standard Blu-ray. So when I saw that and I read all the specs, I was like, oh God, okay, I think I'm going to have to get it. <laughs> like, I'm, like I'm getting those double dip feelings. Um which I mean, I've done, I've, I've double dipped before already. I mean, I've already, I have two different versions of writing wrongs. So, I mean, I'll probably, I'll probably get this. We'll see. Uh, they're, they're going to reveal more about the special features, uh, in a couple of weeks, I think. But, uh, but yeah, we'll see what happens. I'm super excited about that though. So we'll, uh, we'll see, we'll see what other kind of news comes out in the coming weeks. Um, we also saw a John Wick chapter four, finally, Never thought, never thought we'd see the day. We won't get into spoilers. I actually already did a live stream on YouTube with a couple of my very good friends, uh, Flip Otaku, Sean from Food for Thought, The Fanatical Dragon. That was a great stream, and uh, we talked about all kinds of really great stuff aside from John Wick. But, um, but yeah, we saw we saw John Wick Chapter Four, and it was fantastic. And that's all. I, that's all I have to say. Again, I don't want to spoil it for anyone who hasn't seen it. It's been out for a little while, but um, but yeah, there are probably still quite a few out there that haven't seen it. Uh, Donnie Yen was fantastic as a as our main villain. He had a, he had a lot of really great action scenes. Uh, Scott Atkins was really really good. Um, and uh, 
Yeah, there, there was so much here. Yuki Sonata was was in it. He he was excellent. Uh, there was Marco's roar was really great. He was that one character in the movie who just wouldn't die. <laughs> it's like he like he a lot of stuff happens to him. He's like constantly getting in John Wick's way, and a lot of stuff was happening to him. And you think, oh man, he's got to be dead, and then he shows up again, and he's not dead. <laughs> uh, so anyway, yeah, With all that out of the way. <laughs> Let's dive into today's main topic. Once again, this is episode 63 of Caleb's Kung Fu Cinema. We watched a really awesome movie for this uh, for this episode. It is one of my favorites. Um, we we talked about the uh, the first installment way way back. It's been it's been a year now, I think. Yeah, it's been a year. So we talked about the first installment a year ago, and today we are here with the sequel. And uh, what sequel is it? It is the sequel to One Arm Boxer, aka. Master of the Flying Guillotine. Hell to the yes. I love this movie. Um, we watched it last night, and I still I still love it as much as I always have. Um, Amber asked me whenever whenever we got done watching it last night, she asked me if I prefer this Master of the Flying Guillotine or if I prefer One Arm Boxer. And I told her I still feel this way. I love them equally. I think uh, I think they're both really good. I don't think one is better than the other. Um, both have really awesome. Uh, Awesome characters, a good story, really fun fight scenes. This one, uh, the fight scenes in, in Master of the Flying Guillotine have, um, they're, um, what's the word we use? I guess you could say they're, 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 there's kind of a gimmick with them, with the fight scenes in this one, and that is that the one-armed boxer has to, has to use, like, tricks and traps and stuff like that. But we'll dive, we'll dive more into why he's doing that in a little bit. Excuse me. Um, but anyway, yeah, let's go ahead and uh, let's go ahead and dive into the movie. Talk about the story and the characters and the background of the film. So yeah, Master of the Flying Guillotine was released in 1976. It was written and directed by Jimmy Wang Yu. He also stars in the film, repri reprising his role, sorry, as uh, UTN Lung, aka the One Arm Boxer from the first film. Uh, fight choreography was done by the two legendary brothers, Lao Car Lung and Lao Car Wing, also known as Wimp Lo. <laughs> <laughs> my, there's my Kung Pao reference for Amber there. Um, Great. <laughs> yeah, for the cast, we have a uh, Lao Car Wing also appears in this film. He has a, I, I guess you could say it's a cameo. He's only in one scene. Um, uh, anyway, for the cast, we uh, I mentioned we already have Jimmy Wang Yu reprising his role as the one-armed boxer. He's a star of the film. Uh, we also have Cam Kong, Doris Lung, Sham Chin Bo, Lung Fei, a.k.a. Betty, also from Kung Pao. Right. <laughs> Amber's rolling her eyes at me there. And we have Wong Wing Sang and Yu Chung Chu. Um, so before we get to the story, let's talk a little bit about the background of this. Um, we mentioned before that uh, we talked about Jimmy Wang Yu already. Like we talked about him when we did Warren Boxer uh, uh, episode. And we talked about him when we did the, uh, the Dragon episode, the Donnie Yen film, because uh, Jimmy was in that movie as well. Um, uh so we, we, we've talked about it before, and I've, I've mentioned this before. Uh, one thing I like about Jimmy Wang Yu is that he always knew how to, in my opinion, he always knew how to put on like a big spectacle and give, and give fans the stuff they want to see, which is, you know, really crazy fight scenes, really cool characters. And he does all that once again in this movie, just like he did with a uh, Chinese boxer and one arm boxer. He did it again right here. Um, this uh, I mentioned this movie is a sequel to Warren Boxer, but there it's also interesting because it, it I think they kind of I think that there are 
some references to the original Flying Guillotine movie that came out in 1975, at least as far as the English dub of this movie goes. We watch the English dub. That's usually what we do if it's an old an old movie. The English dubs are really funny, so we like to watch those because they're entertaining. But um, as far as the English dub goes, I mean, I, there were a couple of references to... Um, to like the original flying guillotine from 1975, the Shaw brothers film. Um, because there's, um, because they mentioned things like, uh, they, they, they say that UTN Lung, which is Jimmy Wang Yu's character. They mentioned that UT, UTN Lung was a, uh, was a Ming loyalist, which was never mentioned in one arm boxer, but that was a thing in, um, it was a thing in flying guillotine because it's, it was set during the Qing dynasty. And, you know, there's all the, the quote-unquote evil Manchu soldiers, and they were, uh, you know, they were hunting down Ming loyalists, and they were learning to use the flying guillotines as weapons so that they could take out their, uh, like, covertly take out their enemies. Um, and they mentioned stuff like that in in the English dub of this movie because they say the uh, the villain. So the villain, Cam Kong's character, is uh, is a guy named Feng Sheng Wu Chi. He is a blind assassin, but they they mentioned that he was a uh, that he was a soldier. Like like for the for the Manchu government, and he learned to uh, he he learned to use the flying guillotine and stuff like that. So with with like little with like little uh, like little uh, what's the word? Uh, I don't know what words are today. I guess <laughs> uh, there, there's like little there's like little tidbits right there. You know, like little things that they say um, that kind of that just kind of gave me the impression that they're trying to tie in the original flying guillotine to this. I don't know if that's what they were trying to do. Cause again, this was the English dub. Um, so I don't know if that's what they were trying to do, but I was kind of getting, I was kind of getting that impression that they want to try to tie the two together. Um, yeah, but see for me, for somebody who wasn't familiar with these movies to begin with, when you think about it, it's kind of confusing when you got the flying guillotine, then you have the master of the flying guillotine, but it's a sequel to One Arm Boxer, and it's like, yeah. what? What about this over here? But this is called <laughs> the Flying Guillotine, like which? And there are there are, <laughs> there are two other movies that have that 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 have that like yeah. the Flying Guillotine Part Two, which is an official sequel to that 1975 Flying Guillotine. But then there's another movie called Fatal Flying Guillotines that is supposedly a prequel. To master of the flying guillotine. Dear God. Which is weird because one arm boxer is the prequel to that. So it's like what? Okay. <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen Fatal Flying Guillotines. I've seen I've seen pictures and, and, a, and a little bit of footage and it looks wild. I really want to find that movie and check that out. I think it might be on Tubi. But it's got a uh, the villain. Um he uses two flying guillotines. Like the guys are literally fighting of with course. two of them. It's amazing. And Carter Wong is in it. So yeah I need to track that movie down. That it, it looks Sounds a lot of it sounds like a lot of fun, but um, but anyway, yeah. There's just a lot of tidbits that that kind of that kind of seem seem to tie in the original one, and uh, and and there's like a couple of scenes where uh, UTN Lung, the one arm boxer, um, is saying that they need that they uh, you know, they can't they can't go out in public because they don't want to attract attention. You know they they need to they're because they're, they're trying to like stay under the radar from you know people trying to hunt him down and stuff like that because he's a quote unquote mean loyalists like that that was never mentioned in one arm boxer it like that they didn't they didn't like tie together any of that stuff in one arm boxer one arm boxer was very contained um but uh but yeah i, th I think i think they were just trying to t uh just trying to tie the two together or just have fun because they have the same titles you yeah know? <laughs> yeah but um and and i i told i i had said this last night when we were watching the movie i think 
I could be wrong, but I believe I believe when this film was released in uh, in Hong Kong, it was called uh, One Arm Boxer versus the Flying Guillotine. And then they're released in other territories as a master of the flying guillotine. I don't know. I guess they thought that that was, excuse me, simpler. I don't know. The movies today have some pretty long titles. <laughs> some of them do, yeah. <laughs> I get. I, but I guess they thought. I guess they thought that was simpler. Anyway, um, yeah, we'll go ahead and uh, go ahead and dive into the story here. I'll I'll say it. I'll say again right off the bat. This movie is great. Like I, I really really love this movie. I had so much fun watching it. There was there were a lot of moments where I was where I was laughing and just cracking up and having a really good time. There was never a dull moment in this movie for me. Um, so uh, so yeah, we'll jump into the story. the uh, The film starts in uh, in the mountains, and we meet our main villain, Feng Shang Wu Chi, Cam Kong's character. Once again, he is a uh, he's a blind assassin, and we you know we mentioned that in the English dub, they say he was a he was a soldier, uh, you know, uh, for the uh, the Manchu government, and he, um, he he learned to use the flying guillotine as a weapon. We also see that he is blind. Um, but here we uh, we learn that he was also the teacher of the two Tibetan lamas from the first film, from One Armed Boxer, and those were two really great characters. One of them could inflate himself like a balloon, <laughs> which was, was so cool. He clearly had two pillows under his robes. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, we learned that that uh, Fung is, was their teacher. He learns like he's in the he lives in the mountains alone in, in this in this like wooden hut that he built. Um, uh, he learns that his two students, the two lamas, were killed. He 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 receives a message saying that they were killed by a one armed man. And um and enraged, Fung swears revenge. He goes in, he goes into his house grabs his flying guillotine and then just jumps through the roof of the house, which is awesome. And then the music's playing, the music that's playing. I love it. It sounds so cool. It's like very menacing sounding. And he, he jumps out there and he's, he's practicing with his, with his uh, flying guillotine. And then he, he burns his house down. Like, but he, but he does that whenever he like goes to different places, he like throws like a, like a little, like a little smoke bomb at it or something like that. And then it just, the, the place just, ignites in the flames and then burns down but um but we see him practicing with his weapon and stuff like that i really like the the uh the design that they gave the flying guillotine in this one because in the original movie uh the 75 flying guillotine movie the flying guillotine it looked cool but it was also a very big uh like just like big looking prop type thing it was like this big gold disc and it had like like a like a dragon on it, and then the it had the it had the blade around it, but then you throw it, um, like a frisbee basically, and it, and uh you know and then it would just come down on the head, and then you pull the pull the chain, and then the blades cut the head off. Here it does that, but it's also it also looks like a what's the word sleeker, I guess, because when he when he when he gets the weapon from his house. You see the uh, it, it looks it's like very unsuspecting. It's it's a long chain and then it's got like this little this like little red thing on it. But that's that's the guillotine. So it's like all folded up and it contracts. And so whenever he grabs it, he he like pulls it apart and then he starts swinging it and then it just unfolds. And then you get the you get the weapon right there. I like what they did there. I like I like how they 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 made it look like that so that this guy so that Fung could be less suspicious you know he could just carry the thing around people will probably think nothing of it um 
So yeah, anyway, he swears revenge. Um, he disguises himself as a monk. Um, he shaves his head and uh, and he just and he he heads out to search for the one armed man that was in uh, that was in the message he received. Um, and then we cut over and we meet. Once again, we meet UTN Lung, Jimmy Wang Yu's character, the one-armed boxer. He has his own kung fu school, um, you know, and he's a. Uh, we see him. He's out there teaching all of his students different techniques, um, and he, but he he starts teaching them uh, like the the very, a very specific thing he's teaching them here is jumping, and uh, we see that he that he's trying to teach them how to have like a really light step. He he jumps on a basket and walks around it, and then he's walking on the walls and the ceiling, which it looks hilarious. So I, unrealistic. <laughs> yeah, it's really funny. He's clearly on wires, um, but it's it's still like really funny to see. And um, and one thing I like about this movie, and we'll talk a little bit more about it once we get to the like the the fight scenes and everything. One thing I like about this movie is that it 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 plays at both Wuxia films. And Basher films, it kind of it kind of mixes the two of them. We'll dive more into that in a little bit, but um, that's that's one thing I really like about this movie. I, I really like how they kind of combine the two. I think they pulled it off nicely. Anyway, um, yeah, so yeah, UTN Long, he's teaching his students all this stuff. Um, one of his other students comes comes in and he says that he just heard that the Eagle Claw School is going to be putting on a martial arts tournament, and uh, and all the students are, are asking you know, Tian Lung if they. Uh, if they can go, if they can go watch the tournament and stuff like that, and I, this is what I was talking about because Tian Lung is saying, like, I don't know if that's a good idea. You know, we don't want to attract any attention because you know people are people like maybe looking for us and stuff like that. Um, uh, but they, uh, but they managed to convince him anyway that they, that they should go watch this tournament because it, it could be good for them. They could learn a thing or two because there's going to be so many different styles there and whatnot. Um, and so. We cut over to the Eagle Claw School, and we meet um, we meet another one of our main characters, uh, Wu Shang Sang, and he also has a daughter named Wu Xiao Tei. Um, so yeah, they're the they're, uh, they're with the Eagle Claw School. They're the ones who are putting on this tournament. They receive a visit from a Muay Thai fighter named Nai Men, and uh, Nai Men is telling them um, he <laughs> this guy's really obnoxious because every time he comes in and he's like talking, he's always like spitting and like clearing his throat and like hacking stuff up it's like it's <laughs> i guess they're trying to hammer in the fact that he that he's like really obnoxious and has no manners and stuff like that so he's like always always spitting and just being rude and stuff like that um but anyway nine men he comes in and he's uh and he's uh asking uh Wu, Wu Chang saying the leader of the Eagle Hall School he comes in and he's asking Hey, uh, you're putting uh, you're putting this tournament on. How come how come I can't compete? How come I wasn't invited? And uh, Wu Chang Sang is telling him. He says, "Well, you're you're a. It's like you're not Chinese." He says, "You're a foreigner." So, so naturally, you know, we don't we we don't invite foreigners. But uh, however, I'm a reasonable guy. Uh, if you if you demonstrate your skills to me, I might reconsider. Um, so, uh, so we see nine men. He he uh, he takes on a whole bunch of Eagle Claw students. Easily defeats all of them. Um, and one thing I do like here, this is like a very minor thing, but one thing I do like about this this character, the Muay Thai fighter, nine men, is that whenever he fights, it looks like Muay Thai. Mm -hmm. Because in One Arm Boxer, we had two Muay Thai characters. One of them was played by, was played by a Blackie Co, who was one of the one of, if not the greatest, like automotive stunt choreographer of all time, but um, he and another character were both Muay Thai characters. But I don't know. Whenever they fought in one arm boxer, it didn't look like Muay Thai. It, it, it just 
it just looked like fighting. Like it, it you know, and and I've mentioned I've mentioned Basher films already. One Arm Boxer was a Basher film, and yeah, their 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 fight choreography it just kind of like that typical Basher choreography. It's like very aggressive and it's just kind of wild and kind of chaotic. Here he actually looks like he's using Muay Thai. Like he's he's like. He, he's like kind of throwing those boxing style punches and he's using knees and elbows and clinches and stuff like that. So th that felt more like Muay Thai in this movie than it did in One Arm Boxer. That's just a minor thing though. Um, anyway, yeah, Nine Man, he defeats a whole bunch of Eagle Claw students and then uh, Wu Chang Sang's daughter, Wu Xiao Tei, she comes out and she challenges Nine Man herself. I like how, uh, I like how headstrong she is because you know, th this girl, she even competes in a tournament later on. Like I like how this girl is like, does not hesitate to rush in there and prove herself and fight. I like that. Um, however, she's uh, she was no match for Nine Man. Like Nine Man had her beat, but then Wu Chang Sang stopped him from a, uh, you know, from doing any serious damage. And he's like, okay, you made your point. You're actually pretty good. I'll let you compete in the tournament. Um, and then, um, and then later on, we meet uh, we meet two other characters. Uh, we meet Lung Face character Yakuma, who is a Japanese. Uh, fighter um and it was kind of funny because in one arm boxer lung fei was in that film as well he played the karate vampire which is one of the greatest villains in all of cinema if you ask me um but you know he uh the karate vampire spoiler he died at the end of one arm boxer but then lung fei comes back here playing a different japanese character that was not unheard of though lots of people did that um but we meet him we also meet another character who is uh supposed to be an indian yoga master his name's yogi trole sung um, which it was just a Chinese guy who was made to look Indian, which is not right. It's not, it's not cool. <laughs> they did that in One Arm Boxer with a different character. There was another character in One Arm Boxer who was an Indian fighter, but it was just a Chinese guy made to look Indian. <laughs> Jeez, yeah, it's messed up. Anyway, we we meet though we meet those two characters characters as well, and then through narration, there, there's there's a there's a bit of narration in this movie, and through narration we learn that uh that Fung the the assassin coming for for Yu Tian Lung, he, um, we learned that he has employed the help of these guys, of Yakuma and of Nightman and of Yogi Trolley Sung. Um, so we learned, yeah, we learned here that he, that he's asking them to help him find the one-armed boxer. Um, Luis, we be Feng Shang Wu Chi again. He is going into a restaurant and, um, and he's, uh, he's just sitting there and there's a guy in the restaurant. It's just, uh, I think he was homeless, right? I think I think they said that he I was... I believe so. Yeah, I think they said he was homeless. Um, but he had one arm. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> one thing about this movie, suddenly there's a lot of one-armed guys in this in in, in this in this movie. <laughs> but but that that's a, that's a device, you know. It's that's just that's just something that they wrote in there so that he uh so that we could see the villain actually doing something, you know. Um so it was just used as a, as a device, but I just thought it was kind of strange how, you know, we do we we go and do this movie sequel to One Arm Boxer. Suddenly, there's a whole bunch of guys in this movie that have one arm. <laughs> but they cut it off to be like him. <laughs> I guess so. They cut it off themselves. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, so yeah, there's a, there's a, there's this homeless guy in the restaurant, and he he has one arm, and um and he tries to leave the restaurant without paying for his food, and the boss is telling him he's like stops him and tells him he needs to pay up, and um. And, and then the homeless guy, he's he's like trying to, you know, trying to uh, like boast and trying to talk his way out of paying. And he's like, he's like, me pay? Don't you know who I am? I'm the famous one arm boxer. Like, like, like nobody messes with me. I killed seven, 
uh, I killed seven at one time and stuff like that. And, um, and while he's talking, Fung, he jumps up out of his chair and grabs and like gets his flying guillotine out and he throws it at the homeless guy and rips his head off. Hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> it is really funny. Uh, but you know, it was it was funny in the original flying guillotine movies as well because you know them just try, trying to using a lot of practical effects, but also just trying to make it look like this new guy's head cut off. It's really funny. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he jumps up and he he uses his guillotine and chops this guy's head off, and um, and the boss is a. Uh, and the boss, like, looks at Fung, and he's like, well, what'd you do that for? And and Fung is like, like, he said he was the one-armed boxer. And, and the boss is like, no, he wasn't. He was just a bum. Like, he wasn't, like, he's not the one-armed boxer. And, uh, but then, but then, you know, Fung, being as cold-blooded as he is, he's like, I don't care who he was. It's like, I'm gonna kill every one-armed man I come across here until I find the real one that I'm looking for. I don't care who they are. Um, and then, um... Anyway, yeah, he, he walks out. The next day, the tournament begins. And I like how long this tournament sequence is. Like, like this seemed like something that most people probably would have tried to blow through. Or, you know, maybe show, like, one one fight and then it's like, okay, tournament's over or whatever. But, no, here they show a bunch of fights. Like, a whole lot of them. Like, what, five? Something like that. Maybe even more. Maybe six. I don't know. But there was quite a few. Um, uh, yeah, so the tournament starts. And... The very first fight has Lao Kar Wing. I mean, he he's he's fighting against a dude who's using a staff. Lao Kar Wing is using a three section staff, um, and it's a good fight scene. Really great scene, Lao Kar Wing, because he's he's incredible. Um, and then we just get a bunch of other fights. We get like a, we get this uh, guy. I think he was supposed to be like a Mongolian wrestler, and he had a mustache that curled upwards instead of downwards. <laughs> he looked really goofy with that mustache. He had um, his whole top lip. <laughs> yeah, um, and, and and he he got killed. The guy who fight the guy who who he, who he fights against, uh, he he killed him by kicking him really hard in the groin, and then blood just pours out from that section, <laughs> and he just drops dead. But then he died too. I th actually, no. yeah, I think so. No, I'm thinking of I think of I think of a different one. The there was one. a no. There was a dude who got kicked in the groin. And and he and he just like completely bled to death right there. But the the Mongolian wrestler he fought a dude who had the ponytail, like the really long ponytail. Mm, choked him with his hair. They kill each other. The guy with the ponytail chokes the wrestler out with his ponytail, and then uh and yeah he dies. But then the ponytail guy he died too. I don't know what happened, but he just had like all these like cuts and stuff in his midsection. I don't even know how that got there. But then he just drops dead too, and then the fight ended in a draw there. Um. We get to see, uh, we see a uh, Wu Chang Sang's daughter Wu Xiao Tei. We see her fight; she does really well. Um, we see, uh, we see nine men the Muay Thai fighter fight. Of course, he fought dirty too. Like he, uh, um, uh, the guy he was fighting was like dragging him. He like had him by his hands and he was dragging him along the ground. And he and nine men used dirt. He like kicks some dirt up into his face. Like that's that's dirty. It's a dirty trick there. Um, and then we see uh, yo the the yogi fight his arms stretch out and it looks hilarious um they're clearly fake like he's got really big sleeves and you know obviously they do that so he can like kind of hold these really long arms and just kind of like wave them around and fight with them it looks so funny i will give them props however for the uh for the way that they make the arms look whenever they stretch out or, or like come back in, that actually looks pretty convincing. Like I'm not gonna lie, it look it looks it looks pretty convincing. Um, uh, we say so yeah, we see him fight. Um, we see Yakuma 
fight, um, which they, they call him a, what do they call him? Was it Win Without a Knife Yakuma? Yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, that's like a really weird nickname, <laughs> Win Without a Knife. But he jumps out there. And he, I thought he said Win Without an Eye, and I was like, what? An eye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a knife. Um, but what's, uh, what's funny, yeah, his nickname apparently is Win Without a Knife. And, uh, and he, he jumps in there, and he's using two tonfas. And he kills his opponent by stabbing him. There's a blade that comes out of the taunt, and he stabs a guy with it and kills him. And the one-armed boxer, Utian Lung, he's he's sitting in the audience with some of his students, and they're watching the fights. Um, when Yakuma kills his opponent with that blade and tonfa, Tian Lung is like, oh, so he did have a knife after all. <laughs> That's kind of when we were like, oh, so it's knife, not eye. <laughs> yeah, not eye, knife. <laughs> yeah, anyway. Um uh, let's see what, what other what other fights do we get? There's a bunch of them. Um, one of the one of the final fights that we see um, is with a um, a, a one armed fighter. Like once again, we got another one armed fighter, um, and he uh, he is a he practices snake kung fu. Um, so he uh, see so yeah, he fights while they're fighting. Um, uh, uh, Wu Chang saying he notices that that uh, Tian Lung is in the audience watching the fights, and so he sends a message over to him saying that uh, that there is a man in the area killing one armed men. So he sees that and he's like, okay, I need to get out of here, and so he tells the students, so y'all, you guys stay and keep watching the fights. I'm going back to the school. Um, so uh, yeah, uh, he leaves. The fights continue. Uh, the the one armed snake kung fu fighter he wins his fight, and then um, uh, uh, Fung I almost forgot his name. Fung jumps. He jumps in there and he kills the one armed snake snake fighter, um, and uh, and um, uh, he he jumps down there, and you know once again everybody's like, is like, what was that? Who are you? Like, why'd you kill him? And uh, and then he tells him he, he says like uh, was that the Warren Boxer? He said no, that wasn't the Warren Boxer. <laughs> um, and then he and then Fung he tries to leave to continue his search for the real Warren Boxer. And um, and then Chang Sang tells him it's like wait you're not you're I'm not gonna let you walk out of here. You just killed an innocent man. This is a tournament going on. Um, and so he challenges Fung and they fight. Fung kills him. With this flying guillotine, he uh, he doesn't chop his head off though. He just stabs him with it because there's blades around like the outer edge of it, and so he just like throws it at him and it stabs him and kills him. And then Chang Sang's daughter Xiao Tei, she she jumps in there and tries to tries to fight him, but he cuts her across the arm and wounds her. Um, and then um, uh, Yakuma he he sees her and takes her away. And Fung he sets fire to the uh, like the old tournament area, um, and then uh, later on that night we see uh, we see Tian Lung. He is telling all of his students that um, that he that, that that they need to close the school and they need to disappear because bad people have have found uh, have found him. He, he, he said the uh, he said the Qing soldiers have have found us and we need to we need to close the school. Um, uh, and he, and then he tells, he tells all of his students, like, what, uh, what, what this is all about and what happened. And we get a flashback to his fight with the two llamas from Warren Boxer. Um, after he, uh, after he tells them that story, um, Nine Men, the Muay Thai fighter, he shows up at the school and he challenges Tian Lung to a fight and he, and he tells them, you know, uh, 
he says he says the he says the blind man is on his way here right now. I figured I'd save him the trouble. Um so uh so they uh uh Tian Long and Nai Min, they they fight, but Tian Long is like having a really hard time with him because uh, Nai Min is like really uh like really tough. Like his legs and arms are like really tough, so he can take hits. But um uh but he also fights barefooted. And that's something you need to remember for later. Um, so, uh, yeah, Tian Lung and Nai Min are fighting. And Nai Min is getting the better of him. But then Tian uh, Lung escapes, like, right before uh, the Yogi and uh, and Fung show up. Um, and then we cut over and we see Yakima. Remember, he took Xiao Te from the, uh, from the tournament. Um, and he likes her. Which is kind of strange. Like I, I thought that I thought this was kind of weird. Out of I mean, nowhere. I mean, I like how I like how they I like how they make. Um, I mean, I do like how they make this character seem kind of honorable. You know, he's he's like not all bad. He actually likes this girl and he wants to protect her and stuff like that. Um, like it's not it, it's not uh, what's the word? Um, like it's not nefarious or anything or, or, or like mean spirited. He he likes for some reason they don't really dive into it, but for some reason he actually, like, feels a connection with her and he wants to protect her and stuff like that. Um, but he, uh, he's taking care of Shaute and he, and he asks her to go back to Japan with him. He's, he's telling her, he says, I'm not sticking around here. I'm going to go back to Japan. I think you should come with me. Um, and he tells her, he says, I, I saw you fight. You're really good. I can, I can teach you and you can become better and stuff like that. Um, but she, she doesn't want to go with him and he, and, but, and he, nevertheless, he's just like, okay, you stay here and rest. I'm going to go out and find us some food. And when he leaves, Tian Lung shows up and he helps her, uh, he helps her escape. He says, uh, he says, go to the outskirts of town. There's this cave, make your way through that. And there's an abandoned house. I'll meet you there. Um, so, um, so she, so she sneaks out and she finds her way to that abandoned house. Tian Lung goes back to his school and he tells all the students, it's like, okay, uh, it's time to clean the school out and we need, we all need to leave. So all of his students leave and he's, and he's like cleaning out his school. And then the Yogi shows up and he's there to fight Tian Lung. And he's got a little owl on his shoulder, <laughs> which is kind of strange. Cause it, it was cute. Yeah, it was a little owl. It was nice, but I, I just thought that was kind of weird. I like, I remember seeing it the first time and I was like, what's with the owl? Like, why does he have one? It's just so weird. But, um... It was so cute. Yeah. But he challenges Tian Lung to a fight. And, um... And so they start fighting. And there was a, there was a moment where the yogi throws the owl at Tian Lung, which is not cool. Animal cruelty. Not right. Um... The Even after I was like, I just want to know, is the owl okay? Yeah, that was the question, Amber. Was the owl okay? I would like to think it is. So... Anybody that knows me, I love owls, like, completely. I have tattoos. I have pictures. I have all kinds of stuff, and I love owls. So when I saw this, I was like, is the owl okay? I just I just want to know. <laughs> and it was a baby. It was like, what? It was really small. Yeah, it was a small one. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, so... Um, yeah, the Yogi and Tian Lung fight, and it's great, you know, Tian, uh, the Yogi's using his, uh, using his, like, stretchy arms and stuff like that. There's actually, I heard a, I've heard a rumor before, I don't know if this is confirmed or not, I don't think anyone ever really confirmed it, but there, there has been a rumor for years that, uh, that this character, the Yogi, he was the inspiration for Dalson from Street Fighter. I can see it. Because <laughs> of the stretchy limbs and stuff like that, and he was an Indian martial artist, too, so, um, excuse me, um, 
Yeah, I've heard that rumor for years, but I don't know if that's, I don't know if they actually got the inspiration from, excuse me, from that or not. I can um, see it. It totally makes sense <laughs> if it did, yeah. Um, anyway, uh, so yeah, Tian Lung, he kills the yogi, and um, and then, uh, um, and then, and then he takes off, like, right before Fung and, uh, and Nine Man arrive, and they, um, and, you know, they, uh, and so they have to continue their search for him. Um, there was a, uh, I didn't mention this. There was, there was a scene earlier, like whenever Nine Men went to the school the first time and he fought, he fought Tian Lung and then they, uh, and Tian Lung was like having a hard time with him. Fung jumped in there too. And then he was like throwing his guillotine at, um, at Tian Lung and he, he hurt him. Like, didn't he cut him like across the arm or something like that? I, I think he did hurt him at one so. point. Um, yeah, he hurt him at one point and then, um, but Ntian Lung was like jumping around, like trying to avoid it, and he was also trying to like he when he realized that Fung was blind, he was trying to use like that light step, you know, because again he's like he was like teaching students how to walk on walls and stuff, and so he's trying to walk very slowly so that Fung doesn't hear him like hear him nearby. Um, but anyway, uh, so back back to after killing the yogi. Nine men and Fung show up, but before they but before they got there, Tian Lung took off. He ran away, um, uh, and then he regroups with Xiao Tei and with his students, and um, and then they start planning ways to take out the other two. So the Yogi is dead. Um, they don't know where Yakuma is, but then they still got nine men and Fung to deal with. Um, we still don't know if the owl's okay. Yeah, we don't. <laughs> we don't. Yeah, we don't see the owl again. <laughs> Sadness. But again, I like to think it's okay. <laughs> um, anyway, um, so yeah, Tian Lung and his students, they're all trying to figure out ways to take care of the other the other uh the other fighters. Um, um he know you know, Tian Lung is like noticing um he sees a guy like ch trying to chop down some bamboo trees and he notices how tough the bamboo are and because the guy is using that using a hatchet and he's trying to he's trying to chop the bamboo down but the bamboo is like too tough and then the uh the hatchet's starting to get like really dull you know there's like chips in it like the bamboo's just too tough for it and um and tian lung notices that and he says uh he says i'm just now realizing how tough bamboo is um we could probably use that to our advantage um and then um and so he he chopped down he, he gets some bamboo some bamboo limbs and then he also goes to a coffin shop and he tells the owner there that he wants to rent the place out and uh we don't hear him explaining what's going on but we there there is some footage of him explaining what he wants to do with the coffin shop and stuff like that and um and the <laughs> i love how the owner's just like oh yeah totally let's do it he's just helping him out he's like i got nothing better to do <laughs> i don't get any business here i'll let you i'll let you rent the place out to i'm bored to, i'll let you rent the place out to kill this guy who's after you i'm bored yeah. give me a purpose <laughs> yeah <laughs> so um anyway uh yeah so uh so next day it's time to uh it's time to start uh what's the word time to take the fight to uh to uh to his enemies so tian lung he's got all these bamboo poles set up right outside that abandoned house um and he uh and so him and all of his students they uh they start they start like making noise and like playing like uh playing like that thai music to uh to attract nine men like trying to lure him out there and so he see he sees them and um and he starts making his, he starts following them out there. Like they're, they're luring him into that abandoned house before he starts chasing after them. He tells this random guy, he goes, 
hey, uh, go to go to the go to the mountain uh, and tell and tell the tell the blind guy that I found the one armed boxer and uh, and that I'm going after them. Bring him out here. And so the, <laughs> I love that he just pays that guy. He does. He just gives him some money. Tells him, hey, go find the blind man. Bring him out here. Tell him I found the one armed boxer. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the guy's just like, okay, I'm on it. <laughs> Everybody's just so cool in this. <laughs> so. Um, so yeah, Tian Lung he lures nine men into the uh, into the abandoned house. They're running through a cave, like because remember you have to go through a cave to get to the house. Um, uh, whenever nine men is running through the cave, chasing after them, um, there's a trip wire like along like along the walls of the cave. He notices that and he just jumps over it, and um, and he chases uh, he chases uh, Tian Lung into the into the abandoned house, and then they uh, his students uh, Tian Lung students trap both of them in the house and then they set it on fire and the floors are metal there's like metal plates all over the floor and uh and then they set fire to the house and uh now, and, for somebody who's barefooted yeah. this would seem like a terrible thing yeah it? <laughs> yeah because remember nine men fights barefooted and he walks around barefoot he like doesn't wear shoes or anything um so uh so uh yeah um so nine minutes, he and Lung start fighting in the house while it's on fire. And, you know, the hotter it gets, and he, and they're standing on a metal floor, that gets hot, and nine men can't stand it. Like, literally can't stand it. Like, he he's, eventually, he it gets so hot, he just starts jumping around, and he can't, you know, he can't take the, can't take the heat. And he tries to jump out the window, but all of Tian Lung's students are surrounding the house, and they're watching the windows, and they've all got spears. So every time he tries to jump out the window... They like they jab their spears at him to keep him inside the house, and um, and Tian Lung is wearing shoes because he is a smart man, uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, um, and so uh, yeah, Tian Lung and Nai Min they fight in the house. Eventually, again, Nai Min just can't just can't uh, can't take the heat. It gets too hot. His like feet and his hands are cooking on under the under the metal floors, and um, and Tian Lung kills him. He uses that that like super. <laughs> That Superman punch that he uses. Cause I love I love when he does that. I wish that we could have seen him do it in this because in Warren Boxer, one of my favorite things was when he would get knocked down and those wires would just pull him back up immediately. Like, like he didn't even get up. He didn't even like try to get up. He would just go like <laughs> just like zip right back up. We didn't see that in this, and I wish we could have. But anyway, another cool thing he would do is like whenever he would just like zip back up, he would like fly at you with his fist. I I thought that was great. So he he did that same thing here, and he killed nine men. And I thought this was really funny. Like I almost I almost like cracked up. I didn't. I I I kind of I kind of snickered at it, but I did. I don't know. I was trying not to laugh too hard, I guess. But after he killed nine men, um, and the students saw that he killed him. They're like they're like like he's dead. Open the door. Like let, let, let's get let's get the master out. And so they open the door. <laughs> Tian Lung runs out and then jumps into this bucket of water to cool his feet. I don't know. Just the way he just runs out and then just jumps right into it. And he's like, oh, ooh. <laughs> it's like it's like I couldn't take much more than that. I don't know. Just the way he jumped in it. I don't know. That cracked me up. I thought that was really funny. <laughs> it's just so strange. But it makes sense. Okay, yeah. I would do that yeah. too, but still, it was just funny. Um so anyway, after um after Tian Lung uh after he cools his feet off and uh and then they get nine men out of there, Yakuma shows up and he tells uh 
and 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 funny enough, he tells uh he he tells uh Yakima tells Jianlong he's like he said he says uh he says uh he's like I, I don't he said I don't want to fight like uh just it's like how about you just let the let the girl shoute he says how you he's like just let her uh just let her come with me and I'll walk away and uh but Shantae refuses to go with him and you know she's she's like saying I don't want to go with you yeah you did save me and I owe you for that but I'm not leaving with you um uh anyway uh Tian Lung he he tells Yakima you know just enough of this let's finish this now and so Tian Lung and Yakima fight and uh Yakima almost killed him like he uh he he did uh he tried to stab him with his uh with his his blade Tantha but it didn't uh he he like missed, you know. Um but uh Tian Lung he uh he uh he kills Yakima with that that you know that flying punch again. Um and then uh while while they were fighting, uh Fung is making his way making his way out there because that, that that dude who was just totally cool with finding him and bringing him to kill this guy. Um uh yeah, Fung is like making his way through the cave, but remember he's blind and there's a tripwire. But there, the the other guy was running with him like through the cave, and I guess he hit the tripwire first. Um, but after after Tian Lung kills Yakima, uh, Fung emerges. Like even though like even though like we saw the explosion, we saw the cave blow up and everything, Fung obviously was alive because of course you know he's the bad guy. Of course he was. <laughs> he's the evil blind assassin. He always finds a way. Um, so he uh, he he like re he like emerges from the cave, and then he, him and him and Tian Lung start their fight. I love how we just get three fights, like all back in a row, back, right there. Yeah. I love that back to back to back. Um, anyway, um, yeah, Fung and uh, Fung and Tian Lung they start their fight. The first half of it is just Fung throwing his guillotine at Tian Lung, but Tian Lung's got bamboo poles like all around him, and because this guy's blind, he doesn't really know. Like he knows what direction to throw in, but obviously because he's blind, he doesn't know what's out there. And so every time he throws his guillotine in uh, Tian Lung's direction, Tian Lung grabs a bamboo pole and then sticks it up so that the guillotine catches onto the pole. Mm -hmm. And each time the guillotine catches onto it and then he pulls it back, the blades inside of it um, get pulled out because you know the bamboo is really tough, and so the blades get stuck. And every time he, so every time uh, Fung pulls it out, then next thing you know, all the blades that are used to cut the head off, they're all gone. So he doesn't have to worry about that now. However, the blades on the outer edge are still there, so it can still be used as a weapon. It just, you know, wouldn't, you just wouldn't be able to clasp it onto someone's head. Um, so, yeah, like, that's kind of the first half of the fight. Um, he, like, used the baby poles to break the blades off, and then, um, then after that, um, Tian Lung makes Fung chase him into that coffin shop that they that that he rented out with the, that owner again, who was totally cool with letting him buy totally fine, totally cool <laughs> with like letting this dude buy his coffin shop out for the day and just completely wrecking it to kill this guy. <laughs> um, but the, the first room they go into, there are birds everywhere. Um, and you know, and and Tian Lung is like using these to distract him because you know birds flying all over the place and all the noise you know Fung is not going to be is not going to be able to find Tian Lung that easily and then uh 
and then he knocks and then they he knocks him through a wall and then there's coffins everywhere. I love whenever he knocks him through the wall, the coffin shop owner sees them and then he just ducks he just behind, hides the, behind desk. the desk. Yeah, he just ducks behind the desk. He like sees him crash through the wall and then he just like, <laughs> he just ducks down. Um and then uh and then um He's got, a uh, has got all the coffins, like, rigged to where, like, he pulls a string and then one opens up and an axe comes out. So he's just, like, pulling these strings and the axes are coming out, flying at him. Um, and then eventually, um, uh, Tian Lung manages to disarm Fung, like, and so he doesn't have the guillotine anymore. And then they just fight hand-to-hand. Uh... This portion of the fight, the hand-to-hand one, it was a lot longer than I remembered. Like, I remember the first time I watched it, it felt really quick. But then we watched it, I was like, oh, wow, this is a lot longer than I remembered being. I actually like that. I'm glad that they I'm glad that they devoted more time to it than I originally thought they did. Um, but um, this, is, and this is what I was talking about earlier whenever I said that they... I like how they mix up the basher elements with the wuxia elements because yeah there's people jumping around and flying everywhere and there's people walking on the walls and the ceilings but then also when they're fighting hand to hand the choreography is that basher choreography it's like that really aggressive and fast and sloppy uh like sloppy chaotic kind of choreography sloppy when i say sloppy that does sound negative but i i I promise it's not that's just a word that i use because it looks kind of sloppy but again that that's kind of it's a that's its pro. It's con. It's con is also its pro. Um, so yeah, they they fight hand to hand for several minutes, and then um, and then Tian Lung he kills Fung like by a he like a, he opens up another one of those traps in a coffin like throws an axe at Fung and it hits him right in the chest, and then <laughs> and then Tian Lung punches Fung so hard he flies through the ceiling, and then. <laughs> He, like, flies through the ceiling and then rolls off the roof and lands right into a coffin. I love how the coffin was placed perfectly where he was going to land. <laughs> and so, he, yeah, he bursts out of the roof and rolls off and then lands right in the coffin. And then Tian Lung comes out there and he just sees him laying in the coffin. And then he walks away. And that's the end. That's Master of the Flying Guillotine. Again, we love those abrupt endings that we used to get in the Kung Fu movies. <laughs> so I love how it's, it's just straight to the point. You got the story, you got the fights, the big final fight, and then they die. That's it. Bye. Yeah. No need to sit Thanks around. Thanks for coming. No need to sit around <laughs> and wait for the credits <laughs> and then see the see the post credit scene where Fung is still alive. There's no post credit scene. He's not alive. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, yeah. So, yeah, that is Master of the Flying Guillotine. I said it earlier. I love this movie. I'll say it again. I loved this movie. It is so much fun. Um... Amber, for one, uh, I'm, uh, she she didn't say she didn't like it. She enjoyed it, but she. I remember you said that you liked One Arm Boxer better. Do you have Do you have any idea why? I feel like so. It's like I said last night. This was a good movie. I enjoyed the fight scenes. It was funny. It was very entertaining. But something about the One Arm Boxer, like it's good, and then when he loses his arm. I just felt more like dedicated to, oh my God, like what, what is he going to do? Like what, how's he going to fight with one arm? Like what's going to happen? I just, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I felt more. You felt more inclined to root for him? I guess. And this, he's just kind of, I don't know. It's it's cool to see him do like little traps and stuff. 
Yeah, that's that, and that's what I was gonna say. Like, I, I could see how, like, with the first movie, you felt more inclined to root for him because it's like, oh god, yeah. he lost his arm, you know, and so he has to, he has to, he lost his arm, and he has, he has to train his other arm to be twice as strong. He's got to come back, and, and you know, and he's yeah. gotta, he's gotta learn to, he's gotta learn to live without one arm and learn to fight with one arm, and uh, and he's gotta go take out all these people. Here, it was different. Yeah. And here he had it figured out. Like he knows how to fight with one arm, you know, because he spent all that time training and and stuff like yeah. that. So he so he's got it figured out. So you don't really need to root for him. He's like he he knows what he's doing. Yeah. I don't really need to cheer for him now. I know he's going to come out yes. on top. But 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 the, and the, this is what I was fixing to say is that yeah he's got it all figured out. But what I like here is that with this movie he realizes that he can't beat these people mm-hmm. on his own. Like he, like he, he realizes like, I can't, I can't just take these guys head on. Like I did, like I did the others in the, you know, in the first movie, he's like, these people are different. They're stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, and one guy is the master of the other two. And those two guys were really good. Imagine how good this dude is. Right. Um, so here, yeah, again, he realizes he can't beat these people on his own. And, and so he's like, I need to think of something uh, you know, to, to, to kind of work this to my advantage, you know, and so he, that's where all the traps come in and stuff like that, you know, he, with the, uh, with, with Naiman, the Muay Thai fighter, he's like, this dude fights barefoot and we're going to trap him in this house and we're going to, we're going right. to set it on fire. I can take it longer than he can because he's... Because I wear shoes. Yeah, because I wear shoes. And, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, he's, I could take it longer than he can. And so, um... And so there's that, and you know, and then there's when there's Fung, he's blind and he relies mostly on that flying guillotine. You know? So he's like, okay, that's what the bamboo is for. Like I can use that, and then I can lure him into this area where there are so many distractions. He, he's not going to be able to sense where I am. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a re- <laughs> we didn't talk we didn't touch on this. There was a really a really long sequence whenever they're in the coffin shop and he's standing on the ceiling. Oh and yeah, he's just throwing, throwing rocks. Little- yeah, he's throwing rocks at all the coffins, making all this noise. Because again, he's trying to distract him. He, he like throws a rock over there, and the guy's like, "Oh, he's over there," and then he throws it somewhere else. He's like, "Oh no, he's over there," you know. So, uh, and I, <laughs> I thought that was really funny. I like how they dragged that out for like I don't know, maybe three minutes. <laughs> but um, yeah, anyway, that, that's that, that's the point I'm trying to make though is that he's um, you know, he realizes that he just can't beat these people by conventional means, so he needs to set up these elab this like series of really elaborate traps right. to kind of work to his advantage. And I and I like that. I like I like how they I like how he really upped his game in this one because again, Jimmy Wang, you, um, I feel like I mean he probably he I, I don't know I, I don't know for sure what he was thinking, but there was a there was a chance I'd say that he was probably thinking you know how am I supposed to top one arm boxer mm-hmm. because. There are like so many crazy characters and really great fight scenes and stuff like that. So he's probably thinking, "How am I gonna, how am I going to top this?" Mm-hmm. And then, you know, and then he's like, "Okay, let's let's do the." He's probably thinking, you know, let's let's bring the flying guillotine in. That's like one of the most popular weapons of all time. Everybody loves that weapon, so let's bring that in. And then uh, let's make this character blind. And then I need to do all this stuff, you know, to kind of to kind of uh, help work against the fact that he's blind, that sort of thing. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I really think. I think as far as like stepping up goes and trying to and trying to top one arm boxer, I'd say he did it. I don't think this beats one arm boxer because mm-hmm. again, like I said, I like them both equally. I don't think one is better than the other. I don't think one is worse than the other. So I wouldn't say he topped it, but he did reach that level. He is he 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 managed to do the same thing twice and kind of get to the kind of you know, like get on par with the previous film. Right. Um. 
you know, in this movie is left behind uh, a, a, a really crazy legacy. You know, we mentioned we mentioned that that the that there are rumors that the Yogi character was the inspiration for Dalsim. Dalsim being one of those popular characters on all of Street Fighter, uh, the rapper Jump Steady, he named one of his albums, his 2005 album, after this movie. He named the album Master of the Flying Guillotine, and then the the cover art looks like looks like something you would have seen in that movie. Um, but uh. And, you know, and um, uh, who Quentin Tarantino, like even you know, yeah, he, he said he loves this. Yeah, movie. he said that this is like one of his favorite movies, which is uh, which is interesting. You know, it's it's, um, but, you know, I mean, we we all know that he's a, that he's a big kung fu fan. So um, I, I just thought it was I, I thought that was kind of interesting though. Like mm-hmm. this this seemed like one of those movies where, um, or it doesn't seem like one like like a movie where you know he might say that's that's one of my favorite movies. Um. But, but I think I think that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, that says a lot about this movie. Um, anyway, yeah, this was episode sixty-three of Caleb's Kung Fu Cinema, and uh, I had a great time talking about this movie. It's uh, it's a lot of fun. I highly recommend you guys check it out. I really want there to be a Blu-ray remaster of this. Like this movie needs it. It does. It really yeah. does. Like I we have a we have a DVD of it. It's like a I don't remember what it was like a twentieth anniversary two disc dvd edition or something mm-hmm. like that um it looks okay quality's not very good the footage is very grainy and there's like some flashes flashes and stuff but that's that's because you know just how old that the the uh the scan that they have you know it's it's just not it just wasn't very good but they i mean they did what they could with it so it's mm-hmm. i mean it, it's as good as it can get but i think that was years ago i think right now with the way technology is and how many how many movies are getting restored by all the Blu-ray companies? Like this is definitely a movie I think that they could that they could try to salvage and make it look a lot better. Oh yeah, and it's a movie that I really want them to do a uh, to do a remaster of, and hopefully somebody does because if it as soon as it as it gets announced, I am jumping on that because I love this movie and I really want to see I really want to see it in like all of its all of its 1080p glory. <laughs> <laughs> so. um so anyway, yeah, we highly recommend that you check this movie out. It's it's a lot of fun. So episode uh, episode sixty four will be out next, obviously on May fifteenth, twenty twenty three. Monteris will be back in the studio. It is going to be his birthday around that time, and we let him pick the movie. So for May fifteenth, episode sixty four, we're going to be talking about. Uh, I almost said very first. It's not. I almost <laughs> said very first Michael Jai White movie, but it's not. This is our second one because we, we've we already talked Undisputed 2. Mm-hmm. So this is going to be our second Michael Jai White film that we reviewed. That is going to be Blood and Bone. Monteris really wanted to do that one. So it's his birthday. So like I was like, okay, I'll let you have that one. We'll do Blood and Bone. So yeah, episode 64, Blood and Bone on May 15th. We will see you there. Until then, take care, guys. <laughs>